Leif Station is quiet. Ships aren't moving. The docking controllers taking the day off and absolutely nothing is happening. Even the pirates have left the system, along with the Alliance, as there's no one to blow up. Meanwhile, over in Seoul, they've never seen it busier, especially at the heart of one particular island somewhere to the east of the Atlantic and just above France. Commanders have been practicing their atmospheric planet landings, stretching their space legs and stepping out to meet friends, old and new, almost as if everyone from Lave was on holiday. Insignias from across the galaxy are on display. A huge contingent of Hutton truckers are there, never far from the party or from the bar for that matter, especially when it's free. There are cannon scientists. There's a cannon scientist. (laughs) Fuel rats. The fatherhood. Yeah, <laughs> well done. Um, there are representatives from the Alliance, from the Empire and the Federation, and of course, many independent pilots. All of them have come to rest their weary legs at the green room of the pop-up studio that is Hutton Orbital Radio's outdoor broadcast suite. And these commanders are all that stand... St- they're all that stands between the sanity of the day and the Docker's live broadcast. (laughs) These brave commanders, sitting comfortably against the oncoming tide, are waiting for a few simple words. Our mics are live. Everyone and welcome to Hutton Orbital Live from LaveCon. Welcome. I'm your host for this evening, Dick Chafing, and joining us in the pop-up studio we have the usual gaggle of volunteers, roving reporters, misfits, and miscreants. I'm Harry Balzac, and tonight I'm the stunt script supervisor. Rudolf Hucker's missing in action, but it's my turn to wend my merry way through the wall of words and give this lot something to read and you lot something to keep you going until the end. I'm Willie B. Hardigan, rampant roving reporter. The lovely lady next to me is Norma Snockers. And he's Lou Snockers, and he's in big trouble. Uh, hold on a second, I do have that one. <laughs> <laughs> Chong is, um... He could have got away by now. Yeah, I know. It's in here somewhere. And I, have, I always have it in hand somewhere. No, that's not it. That's not it. Is it, in, uh, <laughs> is it in that one? Uh, and Dockers it? will be in two minutes. Is it, is it that one? <laughs> um, Clang! Ow! Across the show, we have some special guests, including the Apology Officer, Atris5060, Commander Witherspoon and his mighty digestion, um, allegedly a stunt buck, uh, when I saw that at ECM, that was frightening, or two, and of course, um, our special guests, but uh, first, the headlines. 
utter Hutton Trucker a little stucker after sticky situation. Persistent leak strikes Founders World again. Championship docking darts missing parts. Spider-Mine Systems eager to deliver offline mode. Dog carry deal sealed as mobile office revealed. Atrus 5060 will be telling us if the Thargoids are capitalising on everyone being away. We have an urgent report incoming from Hackswing. The apology officer is sorry. Oh, so very sorry. We find out what for this week. For the benefit of anyone who isn't spending the weekend in the bar, Lou's been working out quite what's what in Hutton Space. And Norma's Interstellar Initiative Insights will see you right. Clang! Clang! Earlier this week, reports started trickling in of an incident with Cecil after his lunchtime snack of Mokojing Beast Feast doused in Ashyong chili sauce, stupidly hot. Our source on site cited Cecil's space boots looking for the worst for the wear. Who the hell wrote this one? You bastards. <laughs> Much like their owner and falling apart at their seams. Ditto. With the contents of Cecil's inheritance being constantly diverted into the cash registers of various off-licenses and black markets throughout the galaxy on various varieties of gin, both good, Centauri Mega Gin, and bad, looking at you here, Bast Snake <coughs> Gin. <coughs> there has been neither this funds or time to repair or replace said space boots. After a day of heels coming adrift and soles and uppers flapping around in the wind, Cecil, even in his inebriated state, had had enough and decided to sort things out once and for all. A quick and furtive rummage in the Hutton Orbital Station recovered, that's the one place where time stands still in Hutton, revealed an old tub of ZZ Ant Grub Glue buried underneath the unsigned photos of Lale. And uh, the old dartboard with intern Lewis's face marked with the marks of rejection, frustration, angst after his leaving do the traitorous cur. Cecil sat down. This is always a worry as there's always a risk of seeing up his kilt. Try not to picture that. You feel ill. You feel ill, don't you? Cecil, has anyone seen Cecil? No, 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 no. Well, that's how I felt when I got a glimpse once. Uh, I've still yet to recover. The sausages. Removing the offending boots and proceeding to liberally douse said footwear in Zeiss Ant Grub glue, Cecil suddenly uttered a slurred and quietly frustrated I sigh. He stopped and pondered as he eyed up the space boot now firmly and permanently glued to the end of his fingers and considered his next move. A quick comms call to Nurse Wyeth, herself facing footwear challenges with a pair of broken Velcro sandals, yielded the suggestion to let it dangle from your finger until it falls off. To which a distressed Cecil yelped, My fingers are going to fall off! Reassurance from Nurse Wyeth soon settled Cecil. Who wrote this? 
<clears throat> as it became clear she was talking about the boot falling off and not the fingers. After much waiting, the boot finally detached from his finger, and Cecil is now recuperating in the nearest Mad Monks of Van Manen's massage parlor. Parlor! How can I get... Yet again, Founder's World has been struck by a disaster of mighty proportions. Unable to cope with the influx of elite commanders, it's sprung a leak. With effluent cascading down from the upper levels of the station, evacuations have commenced. Well, they would, wouldn't they? Uh, hazmat suits have been issued, and Hutton have loaned their now legendary floor-mopping guide to their team. He brings expertise in blocked U-bends, unexpected items in the bogging area, plunger skills, and, of course, a total immunity to all things leaky and icky. With a swift tightening of his flange nuts, hasty use of the dump valve, and a high-pressure hose to sluice it loose, things once again started flowing freely, and he got on with the job of bringing everything up to Pilots Federation's shiny standards once again. With so many ships in the system, Commanders have had to resort to their shipboard heads and truck the bio resulting biowaste to a nearby system for processing instead. Unfortunately, Commander Zulu Romeo seems to have been struck down with mods. It's unclear at this stage whether he was exposed to the leak or is the strain brought on by hanging around with filthy truckers. But we wish him a speedy recovery. When asked about the possibility of bugs spreading to Founder's World, the station commander suggested, rather curiously, that the system was bug-free and, as a result of their anti-Xeno wings, would remain so for the foreseeable future. After all, we couldn't have the gankfest stopped by anything as troublesome as Thargoids, which we understand is a little like cholera just in space. And you thought we were talking about a different kind of accidental leak. <laughs> but don't worry, there's always tenor underwear for the ageing pilot. The summer round of the Galactic Docking Darts Championship nearly came crashing to a halt, quite literally today, as Commander Splendor, Hutton Trucker, Explorer and Championship Supremo was liberated of his nuts by a passing pirate. Usually equipped with his mighty scoreboards, a record of the docking accuracy of many a commander over the last five years, spare flights, his painted dart sharpening machine and of course the medical gear for repairs on any commander ending up punctured by the odd errant in station boost. Splendor was set upon by a gang of at least four fertilizers, a handful of dangerous looking anacondas and some yee-haw gung-ho hobo in a viper. Given the choice of a quick trip up to the void wearing not much more than his remlock and an angry expression of dumping his cargo, he opened fire with, actually he didn't, he's not armed. But he had a go, a good go, at ramming them to bits. The pirates managed to scoop up one canister of the bracketry and nuts that normally hold the scoreboards together, but due to the swift action of system police forces, left the remaining parts behind. Not deterred, though of course nutless, Splendor made his way to Lavecon, whereby through the ingenuity of truckers, science boffins and a handful of well-wishers, managed to screw things up properly, albeit in a new location, and tried to launch the summer attempt to perforate the pads with perfect precision and dart the docking dart docking bay chart with scores both high and low. However, the weather intervened and rain stopped play. The booth was last seen leaning sadly against an outside wall. 
Good luck, Commander Splendor. And if we find your nuts, we'll post them back in the jiffy bag. <laughs> Spider-Mind Systems, the 3305 evolution of the 21st century's Spider-Mind games, have finally cracked it. Yes, the long sought after offline mode, where up whereby commanders can disconnect themselves from the Galweb and still enjoy blowing things up in their ASP is due later this year. After extended shenanigans, we've been reporting on those for a while now, plus an appeal for ship porn to adorn their artwork, the maestro has been working hard with his diligent team of minions and off mode, offline mode will become a reality. Yes, you too can enjoy the joy that is flying through space through the medium of a rectangular cardboard with nicely safe rounded edges and little tokens all presented beautifully, beautifully on a nice little mat. Representatives from Spider-Mind are said to have infiltrated this year's LaveCon event and have been encouraging commanders to try their hand at beating the human sound machine himself at a hand of battle cards. Hutton Games Room will be upgraded to this extra special elite offline mode as soon as it becomes available and we will be taking on all comers. Not content with this, they've turned to the dreaded 14, read a paragraph and made their decision to branch out into other realms. To go left, turn to page 15 as they choose their own story and bring the resurrection of interactive fiction to a downloadable digital document near you soon. Of course, you could always go right, in which case, it's page 69 you want. Mona loves it, loves it. That page, that is. Commander Vija Starseed, fresh from a near disaster of turning up after midnight and attempting to rope the Hutton truckers into putting his tent up with him, disaster, is a long-standing battle wager of note and is said to be challenging commanders to a game on a regular basis. With Commander Vante Ern missing, he's in danger of not getting a three-hour epic space battle all played out on a nice table in the games room. For those of you who like a little roleplay, and who doesn't, then don't forget that what you can do is dangerously courtesy of their Sorry, don't forget that you can do it dangerously, courtesy of their long-standing EDRPG rules. Just don't forget what your safe word is, and for goodness sake, don't lose the dice. His fluffy benevolence, Alvin of Hutton Orbital. We are not, we are not worthy. worthy. Is said to be cock-a-hoop over the news that finally, later this year, he can place an order for his own mobile fleet carrier to pound the round of Hutton space and potentially provide parking out at Hutton Orbital not currently afforded by the restricted pad sizes. Whether the final product remains under this title is yet to be seen, but commanders have speculated that the fleet carriers might be named Woking Rockets, Guildford Zephyrs or possibly even the Farnham Flyer, mainly because being a carrier tends to bring to mind the kind of commander who spreads mods faster than a groupie attending a Girls Aloud concert in Guildford Guildhall. These sorry puns aside, the Hot Pit team have put in their bid via the Major General for a mobile operations office for Commander Graham Snuggles McKeague. Commander Wotherspoon wants to borrow it to visit a few systems that back in the day were nearly unreachable, but more recently it appears can be accessed by even the most modestly engineered ASP. And of course, Hanky wants one for Colonia. Maybe a few. One particular suggestion is that it be named the Naughty Ship and sent with any particularly troublesome commanders out into deep space as punishment for their various infractions, freeing up LHS 340 from its current role. Before the new Hutton space bus arrives, there are a raft of changes coming in the autumn and we predict some bug squishing. Talking of bug squishing, it's time to hear from our Xeno protection and detection teams. 
Good evening, trackers. 805060 reporting in once more with the latest from Canon Research on the Thargoid Menace. Glad to see that so many commanders have come out for the annual Pilots Federation gathering at the old Academy on Lave. Such a lovely planet with all that history and revolutions and that funny little tree grub that went extinct. What was it called? Skip rat. Anyway, I'm getting off track. You don't want to hear that lame or any of that other nonsense. Now you want to hear the facts and lists of Thargoid attacks. Well, funny thing about the Thargoids in life, when the gathering is over, on your way out of the system, drop into the tourist beacon uh, next to the star and you can learn... Can I go even higher? <laughs> about the first recorded contact with the Thargoids in 2849! Sorry, went off topic again. Anyways, humanity has been hard at work fighting back the Thargoids from completely wiping out the bubble. Over the last week, incursions into... Oh, God, is a list. Rosati, Menzist, HIP, 1255, Garbacker. <laughs> Never gets old, that one, does it? Wackandindindindy and Hoff were lifted by the efforts of the mighty Axie, the Hive, the Hand, Hank's Anti-Xeno Alliance, as well as many other groups. And of course, oh god, only Alvin can hear me now, and of course, our very own Hackswing, led by Commander Falco Duck. Yay! Congratulations are in order to all those who are fighting on the front lines, fighting for humanity against this alien threat. Unfortunately, while we are good at clearing incursions, defending systems is still a challenge. Given the sheer number of little critters, we need to crush across six targets to prevent stations from being attacked. As a result, we have another five incursions that need clearing this week. Boo-hoo list. Jataya Shocky Yine Shocky list. Harigi Veyadeng and Locky Peaky. I don't think any of these places exist. Remember, when it comes to incursions, it's not all about blowing up aliens in fiery glory. There are stations that need evacuating and emergency supplies that need delivering. All of which help the effort in driving the Thargoids out of a system. The Eagle Eye Network. He's reporting six new systems of the targets. Oh, that's very clever. The targets, not targets. That's brilliant. Who wrote that? Stay behind at the end. So the targets for this week. See what I did there? Targets. Oh, God. He's written it in as well. Thargoids, targets, targets, thargoids, targets. Get it? Oh, jokes aside. Kawara, Ariatia, Nagobi, Kung, and Chu, Tianmu, and Nani need defending against the bugs. Some of you more astute commanders may recall Nani has been previously targeted several times. Which I think that means it's Nani, 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 new. Which has the boffins at Cannon really scratching their heads on why is that nonny so hated by the Thargoids? And Gobi may also be familiar to some of you since the system was also recently attacked and the station there already damaged. The number of damaged stations is growing and Operation Ida is always looking for help to get them back online. Without the amazing work by the anti-Xeno groups and Operation Ida, humanity would be doomed. 
So be sure to give them a big thank you when you meet one of these incredible commanders. Hax Command will issue this week's priorities as well as give you an update on how hunting for the Hoff went. Good luck out there truckers! For the mug! Okay, it is in here. There! Incoming message from Hackscom. Okay, Hackswing, we didn't find the Hoff during our rescue operations in Hoff, but we did intercept the following transmission. Hello, Michael. It's been a long time. Hey, Kit, let's get out of this place. Agreed, this structure appears to be in flames and unstable. This certainly is not the Night Industries 2000 I'm installed in. What vehicle is this? Buddy, you're not going to believe this, but it's a spaceship. A Cobra Mark III if I heard right. Okay, let's punch it. This turbo button can be pushed way more than once per episode. So we didn't find the Hoff, but it sounds like he made it out on his own. We are starting combat operations this week in Beja Dang. Once that system is cleared, we move on to defend the incursion in Tian Mu and help the Lem Future Tech faction drive Tharg out of their system. Remember that rescue operations empty the snack tin and make Tharg less interested in sticking around a system, so evacuations to rescue ships are as effective as combat operations and incursions. And if you're just looking to haul cargo, check in with Operation Ida to see what stations they are currently fixing. Okay, truckers, let's get out there, fight hard, ferry money, and defend the mug. And Axcom transmission. Damn it. Defend the mug. Damn it! <laughs> Hutton Orbital Incident Report. Date of incident, 30th June 3305. Incident location, Newton City. No, the other one. Type of incident, ship damage, ship destruction. Reporting officer, Mia Harkness. Well, it was a hotbox combat training exercise for, for beginners. Do you even need to hear the rest of this report to work out what happened next? Of course you don't, but in the interest of laughing at misfortune of others, let's do it anyway. The scene was set when the intrepid Mr. Venezia, our event organizer, turned up at the wrong Newton City and learned that sometimes more than one station can have the same name. It was, he had been blissfully unaware that this could happen, and despite there being 22 stations called Hutton, had never taken a wrong turn. Or has he? Once the geography had been sorted out, things began in earnest. Mr. Venezia ducked and dived in his tricked-out courier, while the trainees honed their pursuit and targeting skills using non-lethal training weapons. The skies were ablaze with a web of multicoloured contrails and bright training lasers. Commander Bradigan felt that the trainees would benefit from seeing a seasoned pro in action, so he engaged in a one-on-one -on -one demonstration dogfight with Mr. Venezia. In all the excitement, though, he forgot to switch his weapon system to training mode and vaporise the hapless courier with his first volley. <laughs> it would seem that Commander Bradigan was just too much for Mr. Venezia and that he was unable to accommodate his enormous weapons. Uh, there was a pause in proceedings while Mr. Venezia was scooped up in his escape pod and made a report to his insurance company. Fortunately, they had anticipated an incident just like this and had a replacement courier on standby in Newton City. No, the other one. After that, things returned to normal for a while and everyone was delighted to be able to shoot at their friends and colleagues. About halfway through, Mr. Venezia, all giddy with the excitement of taking on multiple foes, there was a shout uh, shouted, 
Come and get me, you grabastic pieces of amphibian. Well, they never finished that sentence because they tag-teamed him and sent him straight back to the insurance broker's office in Newton City. No, I told you, it was the other one. All ended well with a question and answer session where the trainees were able to ask questions like, why did you bring a courier? What is the other Newton City like? Does the insurance premium go up after the second rebuy? And do my weapons really have a training mode? Who knew? All right, everybody knew. Anyway, happy frying egg in the sidewalk day. Mia Harkness, apology officer, Team Hotbox. Sorry again. Good evening, fuckers. Here's the BDS report from your good friend, Luce. Oh, no, hang on, that's the wrong voice. There are dark forces at play in Hutton Space. Despite the efforts of thousands of active truckers working hard to influence the BGS in our favour in AVIC, we are making slow progress. There's a culture of violence inherent in that system that we need to calm down, so we need to take control. We can confirm that rumours of an army of hamsters under the direction of the dastardly Don Antonacci working against us have been proven false, mainly on the grounds that the hamsters are happily drinking with a top-secret team of truckers that don't exist. And neither do the hamsters. The Don does, though, and it's his round. Lael is not happy, and her message to all the trucker is, pull your finger out, you useless minions, or there will be consequences. Quite possibly involving the closing of the Hutton Gin Bar and the cessation of mug, mug manufacturing. She can do that, you know. In Colonia, it's a bit more complicated. Hanky wants you to work in Tyr, but Lael wants you to come home and fight the good fight in Avic. The decision is yours, but if you ignore Lael and get your arse bitten by Alvin... We're not worthy. That's your lookout. Over to Norma. I will have the latest news from the current CG, latest appeal for survey data. Currently on its third day, a bit later. Thank you, thank you again, everyone. And, uh, and now we do the talky bits, which we normally do on a Thursday night, um, where we pass back and forth and um, we kind of get the banter going and have some comedy. We've got Flossie and our... Um... Have you seen the time? What time is it? Half past ten. Oh. So, right. we've done the talky bits. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone likes to sing along to our special guest, Commander Witherspoon, of course, um, to sing along. Well, oh, that's her turn. Your initiative, the tune. <laughs> and, of course, at least one or two or three stunt performers uh, with... Um, Hunt Hutton's top trucker. Mm. What's that about? It's new. Ooh. So we will um, try and get through it because there's quite a few bits of my, quite a big news story. Um, what is this? Is this your um, the Aegis Appeal? Is that your interstellar? Yeah. Is it? Hmm? It was in pink, but it's been changed back to black. Yes, it's me. It's back in black. Which is part of the interstellar initiative. All oh, right, shall we, um, shall we start with that then? I think we'll go straight into it. Right, we shall go straight over to our dear Flossie. Um, now, is that a CG or is it an interstellar initiative? Let's sing along to this now. Interstellar gone. Is it? Interstellar. Inter oh, no, have I got to have to change the whole song? You do whichever one. When the universe is in trouble, bug infestations in a bubble, your home stations burn rubble. What on earth can we do when your faction leaders are dog 
daily tasks are a slog You're feeling like a youth cog What on earth can we do now? Interstellar You murdered. Let Flossie tell you what it is, then you can get involved with this. You should listen to what Flossie says. We heard what Flossie said. We can put this issue to bed. Just keep her voice in your head. Flossie tells you what to do. This way's Interstellar, oh, International, oh, what's it called? <laughs> Interstellar Initiatives. Interstellar, Interstellar Initiatives News. Uh, ages Appeal for Survey Data. Ages Research has issued a statement amid growing concerns that meta-alloy harvests in the Pleiades Nebula have slowed down dramatically. A number of sources claim that Thargoid barnacle sites have recently ceased produ producing materials. The situation was addressed by Professor Albert Tesro of Aegis Research. Thargoid structures remain poorly understood, so we can only theorise why the barnacles in most Pleiades systems have grown barren. Our leading hypothesis is that these sites have been overexploited in recent years and humanity has simply exhausted this resource. What is certain is that meta-alloys are both a valuable commodity and a vital component of anti-xeno technology. It is of paramount importance that we maintain the supply of this material. Therefore, Aegis Research is spearheading an initiative to identify an alternative source. We ask the galactic community to support us by providing exploration data in the hope this leads to undiscovered barnacle sites. Independent pilots who wish to participate can do so by handing in survey scans to the Oracle in the Delphi system between the 4th and 10th of July. To earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before handing in the exploration data. Progress as at 1518 UTC today. With special thanks to Commander Winjin Pom for the screenshot he took for me in the land room. <coughs> Tier 1 has been passed and 196,026 reports have been submitted by 1,654 commanders. And that's this week's Interstellar Initiatives news. <laughs> This next bit's called the Four Yorkshiremen of the Apocalypse. Four commanders are sitting together in the bar at Hutton Orbital. 
Farewell to Thee is being played in the background on a Hawaiian guitar. Ah, very passable this, very passable. Not a Hawaiian guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like a Hawaiian guitar. No, it was not. Is it this one? Yay! Start again. Ah, very passable. This, very passable. Nothing like good mug of Centauri Mega Gin. Hey, Commander Balzac. Yeah, you're right there, Commander Agnes. Who'd have thought three years ago we'd all be sitting here at Hutton Orbital drinking Centauri Megagin? Aye, in them days we'd be glad to have a price of a Cobra Mark III. An unengineered Cobra Mark III. Without SRV or advanced Dutton computer. Or supercruise assist. There were none of this fancy void opal mining. We never used to have a Cobra Mark III. We used to scrounge Bromonite off res zones and do a loop for trading in T6. The best we could manage were all that. But you know, we were happy in those days, though we were poor. Aye, because we were poor. Alvin used to say to me, credits don't buy you happiness. At least I think that's what he meant by that bark. He was right. I was happier then and I had nothing. I used to fly in this tiny T6 with great big holes in all. A T6? You were lucky to have T6. I used to fly all uh, all point two two light years to open orbital and back. After the hole was missing, I would huddle in one corner of cockpit for fear of being sucked out into space by the mighty Tharg. You were lucky to have an order. I used to have to fly a Viper Mark III. Oh, we used to dream of flying Viper Mark III. Would have been Imperial Cutter to us. I used to fly an old eagle we found on Rubbish Tip. I got woken up every morning, having a load of bio-waste dumped all over us. Viper Mark III? Hmm. Well, when I say Viper Mark III, it were only a roller covered by a piece of tarpaulin, but it was Viper Mark III to me. We were evicted from our roller. We had to go fly in a sidewinder. You were lucky to have your own sidewinder. I used to have to use a crisp packet and a straw for a remlock in my ship in those days. Lawn sidewinder? Aye. And I used to smoke dried Mama's bog spangle turds because I couldn't afford the backy. <laughs> you were lucky. I flew for three months in a loaned sidewinder shipping bio-waste from Outbreak System. I used to have to go to Hutton Orbital twice a day. On my way home, the mighty Tharg would I predict me and laugh at my puny loaned sidewinder before leaving me to drift for hours. Luxury. I used to have to make the bio-waste... That's a lot of McThargoids, I can tell you. Fly ten trips to Hutton Orbital and then come home. The mighty Tharg would chase us around the system, pull my legs off and beat me with them, if I were lucky. Well, I had it tough. I used to have to make the bio-waste and lick cargo racks clean with tongue. I had to do 23 trips a day to Hutton Orbital, and when I got home, the mighty Tharg would eat me. Right. I had to go to Hutton Orbital from Beagle Point 255 times a day. Scrape my waste from Cubicle 3 with my bare hands and pay Alvin for permission. Fly home in an SRV that got stuck in a Kilbacks waste port. And when I got home, the mighty Thog would kill me, eat me. I'd spend the night cleaning his third stomach from inside and then get... 
evacuated just in time to start again. Uh, but you try and tell new commanders today that, and they won't believe you. No, no, they won't. They won't. Oh, thank you so much for. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, well, thank you. Which case, it? So we have a wee bit of a, a, sw a swap around with some more special guests. We've got a Galnet report now. Well, that was entertaining, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was entertaining or just mildly emotionally scarring. It was significantly emotionally scarring. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I have two copies. Just something a bit, yeah, painful about scraping. Oh, God, no. Who are these people? So, yeah, well, it's time for us to go over. Um, Who are these people? I've no idea, but. We're, 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 we're going to do your. Oh, your um, let's do a Galnet, shall your we? Your Galnet Digest. Shall we yeah. do a Galnet Digest? What have you got for us? Oh, I've got a Galnet Digest. <laughs> That's handy. That's what it says in the script. Let's do the Galnet Digest. <laughs> Feel free to sing along. Galnet News Digest, live at LaveCon 2019. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, amazing revelations from Frontier Development. New ship announced. Melee combat coming soon. LaveCon ship skins announced. Amazing revelations from Frontier Developments. The company behind the galaxy has revealed details of amazing new features coming within the next 12 months. A spokesman who asked to remain anonymous and who we shall call Adam revealed that commanders will soon be able to land on other types of stellar bodies, including not only gas giants, but also stars. Commanders are advised to fit heat sinks before attempting this. In addition, an amazing feature from the from the 32nd century will be brought back. The one-shot galactic hyperdrive, once thought to be a lost technology, will return, allowing eight galaxies to be visited in turn, with the eighth jump returning the commander back to the first galaxy. Or it will, once the other seven galaxies have advanced in technology sufficiently to build their own one-shot galactic hyperdrives. Hmm. New ship announced. There are still a few ships from the 32nd century that have not yet been re-released. These include the Gecko, the Boa, the Moray Starboat and the Planetary Shuttle. Looking at these, the choice for the next ship is obvious, the Planetary Shuttle. It can carry no weapons. It has no weapons. It has no frameshift drive. But it has style. And it's ideal for running data delivery missions, as long as the destination is in the same system. Melee combat coming soon. Community manager Will Flanagan has announced that melee combat will soon be coming to the galaxy. But the opponent may not be quite what everyone's been expecting. The battles will be, fought, will be fought in the huge concave bowl at the end of the Coriolis starport docking bay. And the enemy will not be Thargoids, nor yet the Guardian's rogue AI. 
but the Skaven, children of the Horned Rat. The Skaven are expected to invade once Will's finished painting them. Lavecon shipskins announced. Attendees at Lavecon 2019 were delighted to hear that they will once again gain exclusive fiery phoenix paint jobs for their prized steeds. This year, the paint jobs are more exclusive than ever and are for some of the best love ships in the galaxy. The skins will be... I'm not sure how accurate this is. The skins will be for the Zorgon Peterson Hauler, the Asp Scout, the Thargoid Scout, and the Panther Clipper. And that's this week's speculative Galnet News. Galnet News, we invent the news so you don't have to. Thank you. Thank you very much for that, Pete. That was um, speculative at best. Thank you. It was very good, yeah. And, well, it's time for us uh, to go over to this side of the desks and uh, encourage our, our, our special guests to, to press their buttons and turn on their green lights and take it away. Shall I set the scene? Oh, go, please. Somewhere in Wolf 359, at a secret location, the dastardly Don Antonacci... <laughs> is holding a Camorra induction day for his new recruits. And the telephone is ringing. Good morning. Uh, I'm uh, your new boss. Uh, you may call me the Don, uh, mi amici. We are most notorious, the most dangerous, the most fearsome pirates in the galaxy. People quiver when they uh, fear at our approach. Uh, these uh, uh, trackers uh, should be terrified of us, uh, uh, along with these uh, science the cannon. Evening, Zach. Hello! Mamma mia! Mamma mia! I told you not to call me that. Uh, uh, not here, not with uh, a damn listening. Sorry, Mr. Don, sir. Won't happen again. Your Camorra threats, uh, they're weak. We are going to fix this. Uh, this uh, uh, Paul, uh, he was uh, uh, recommended uh, as, a, as a master of the, the something called the, the, the voice attack. I don't know. Uh, and uh, he's going to teach you to be uh, scary with your voice. Make these tracks soil themselves in a fear with the drop of the mugs. Don't worry. She's already tough. Toughest there is. Wouldn't mess. Aw, thank you. That's so nice. I think you got the work you cut out. <laughs> we, 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 is it this Paul? I'm gonna say that again <laughs> for anyone not listening. Sorry, Don, I didn't hear what you said. Could Sorry. you repeat that? 
<laughs> no, because I can't find them online. God damn it. <laughs> 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 you really did the scoop with that one, didn't you? <laughs> I said, I think you got your work cut out. Paul? No, but yeah, we have, of course. Um, it's just me here. This one? Yeah. I think <laughs> I'll start with right. You've got any reading glasses? Are you? I'm, I'm a bit stuck here without... Yeah, thank you, darling. <laughs> thanks, mate, thanks. Okay. All right, let's see. Are these are broken, look. I've seen... <laughs> right. Yeah, I've got my work cut. Right, well, what have we got here, look? I mean... I think you got right, your work the scene. You're flying around in a nearby system, looking for your next victim. You spot Commander Wotherspoon with a cargo load of mugs. He flew out to get them, so we don't have to. You want to scare the living? Is it who wrote that? Shit out of him! Give me your best line. That's some tasty cargo you have there. Can I have it? Oh, I've got one. That's the ship I'm looking for. The one with the big horn. Wait, perfect. <laughs> That's supposed to scare him. Make him stop and drop. You're joking, right? Don Antonacci, show them how it's done. So, you've chosen this day will be your last. Ooh. You see? Properly terrifying. I nearly... What's this? I nearly soiled myself. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Well, okay, then. Wow. But... What's my motivation? <laughs> this isn't the old Vic. Motivation? He's going to stick a horse's head in your bed if you don't. Then probably chop you up. That doesn't sound very nice. It's not supposed to be nice. This is a dangerous universe. Elite dangerous, not elite fluffy kittens. Make it sound fucking... T Who put that in there? <laughs> Terrifying. Try this line. Jesus. <clears throat> I'm going to boil you up. What? A nice pot noodle oh, well, about novel? This. I've come a long way for what's in your hold. Don't try to run! Don, mate. I've worked um. with the best. The Bishop of Bath and Wells, Shatner, Delancey, Cecil... Well, actually, not him. The I mean, only dangerous thing about him is his breath. That's really low. Drunken <laughs> bastard. Where did you find these two? <laughs> They're the best. Uh, the very best. Uh, I have it on a reliable... Re reliable? A reliable authority that one of them single-handedly fought off the whole of the place called Twitter, armed with nothing more than a selfie stick. Look, guys, let's try something new. Try swearing. I mean, really swearing. The kind that would make your mother blush. Swearing always makes it sound like there are knuckles in it. Use it like punctuation. Really? I'm not sure about this. I mean, it wasn't in the job description. It said, comes with a company ship and health plan and dental. Uh, uh, the health plan is that if you do what I say, you leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paige, I think we've made a mistake. Okay, let's give it a go. Give me your... F give me your... F your five tons of mugs and I'll let you live. I just can't do it. It's the swear filter. It just won't let us swear, not even lightly. What do you mean? Why have I got all the fucking swearing bits? <laughs> what do you mean a fucking swear filter? What stupid bastard installed a swear filter? How the fuck are you supposed... Jesus. Are you supposed to be pirates if you can swear? Sorry, Zach. Sorry, Frontier. Ah! I manage it just fine. Yes, but your voice is terrifying on its own. I'll have a go. You look like a tasty morsel! Is that it? Seriously? 
I'm supposed to believe that you bathe in the blood of your enemies. They die under your rail guns. You drink your rum from their hollowed-out skulls. I prefer a nice bubble bath with a glass of something fizzy, to be honest. I think we're going to get fired. Yeah, why is this happening to me? Yeah, you dickhead. The funny thing was, there wasn't a single swear word in that, Paul. I'm, I'm I, I don't know. Still I There's just no need for that kind of language. <laughs> uh, right, so um, now is the time, the bit that we've all been waiting for. It's Hutton's Top Trucker, presented by our very uh, own um, helper, um, Buck. Uh, buck, buck naked. No, is this, the, is, that, is this for the one I pressed that other music that I didn't? Other music. The other music. Yeah. <laughs> this one. There's a wee pause at the beginning of it. This one. Yes. That'll do. Hey, up truckers. This week's top truck is brought to you by two. Count it. Two of Book's extended family. The delightful Paige. Hello! And Rampage, that's me. Book's more handsome and opinionated nephew. How do we keep up with your shenanigans when you've tooled around Milky Way while we install this doodah called Upton Helper in your spaceship? If that's got it installed, that can, they can install it the same. Relatively pain-free by going to the website opforthemug.com. Almost as pain-free as clog dancing down Orth High Street. So, let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! Whatever that means. From the explorers, jumping around like those lovely rabbits in the field, Commander Maxim Izderevny took the lead with 76,570 light years jumped. Pretty good, Commander, but there's still a long way to go. There's been a bit of shin-kicking going on this week with those dastardly pirates. Commander S.A. Salt, 1977, has been giving them a size 12 up their arse. With over 47 million credits earned. Whatever you do, don't spend it all at once, Commander. Wise words. And our top mission trucker this week is Commander Funky Abigail, with 753 mission points earned. Our anti- <coughs> Oh God, what is that word? Our mission runner was obviously t uh, ticking while the rest of us slept. Shifting cargo like a true Hutton trucker, Commander Montgomery Python shoved and flogged about 75,000 tonnes this week. That's not bad, Commander, but a Yorkshireman would beat that. Better luck next week, Commander. Driving the Hutton high-speed rail this week, Commander Funky Abigail again hauled 28,322 passengers around the galaxy and a lovely time was had by all. Our Thargoid hunting challenge set forth by Commander FTM Mustang will probably be over in a week or two with the way that Lydia of the Void is hammering him. Our top Thargoid killer this week is Commander oh bloody hell, Aralon Ross Stormrage with 588 bugs squished. Our current lead is an outlet by Commander Lydia of the Void with 8,386 destroyed. Commander Zane Till with 5,115 fumigated. And Kamad, Commander Ed Hunter with 4,326 splattered. First one to 10,000 kills is the winner. 
and the prize is greatly. Our, fast... Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is still held by Commander Rampage 737. Hey! In one hour, 22 minutes and 40 seconds this month. And if you think that you can do even better, then download the Hutton Helper and start flying, Commanders. That's not me. It's not meant to be, but for me to read it. Just check it. If you want to hear your name on this here radio station, <laughs> make sure you've got Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hotforthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, Get in touch with us, and you can get your own very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Slaycon Spaceways. The only ships in Galaxy that'll get you to Lacon and back in one piece. Oh, that was uh, absolutely beautiful. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, and Paige, I love the way that you've taken to just, if it, if it looks like it should be in the script, ignore it and just... Move on, pretend it wasn't there. Yeah. That is definitely the way we all did. But it's traditional at this point in the proceedings for us to come out into the green room. Um, I'll just go do a time check and see how we're doing for time. It's 11 o'clock. Nah, right, so <laughs> thanks, green room. Um, uh, hopefully nobody had anything important to... Uh, yeah. We can all say for the mug. We're just going to figure straight into... Straight into for the mug, thank <laughs> you very much. We are, we are over to 11. Where are we going to go to? We'd have to go straight Yes. To we're just having a little okay. think. All right, so um, we do have another special street treat. Um, so we've got some more guests coming up to take us to the end of the show. Uh, one last little bit. Uh, do we have uh, our guests? We do. Oh, there they are. Excellent. Thank you, guys. So, somewhere deep within the Aegis headquarters, the senior military advisor for the Eagle Eye Network is deep in conversation with a member of his team, and he's also looking for his place in the script. So, boss, the Thargoids. Yes? I've been thinking. It's been a while now. Your point is? Well, each week, we manage to find out where they're going to be in the next day or so. We know what, what kind of systems they'll be visiting, and we send pilots to go and fight them off. Sometimes, yes. And then they burn everything. No, they burn something. Not so badly that it's properly broken or anything, but badly enough that pilots have to repair it. Yeah, I suppose you could describe the battle against the Thargoids a bit like a 70s British-made sports car, or maybe a Cobra Mark I. Noisy, belching, uh, belching smoke and expensive? No, I was thinking more, each time you fix something, another th part of it goes wrong. Round and round, again, replacing parts. You're saying the war is like an M MGB. That works. Many green bugs. Well, I was thinking more of a lotus. Lots of trouble, usually serious. And so far, it's the same kinds of stations. I mean, big ones. The orbitals, planetary bases seem to be safe. Yeah, you'd be right. I was wondering, do we know why? Ah, right. Now that's something I can tell you. Right, turns out Thargoids are cross-eyed <laughs> and completely incapable of telling stations apart. Right. The only reason they attack the larger ones is 
they can't find the other small orbitals. It's too hard to see through jumping through space. So they don't bother. Uh, you should see the Thargoid ambassador trying to read the messages we send him. His arms aren't long enough to focus on the page. He has to prop it up against the wall and stand really back, blind as a bat. We translate one of the messages uh, when trying to work out why they keep trying to target different stations. Simply said, all humans, sorry, all humans look alike. I see their point. I mean, have you seen the crew boards? Like some kind of pilot inbreeding program. But what about planetary bases? Well, we're not sure their version of the SSS shows up planetary installations. So, is there a plan? I mean, we can't keep doing this forever, can we? Don't see why not. Keeps everyone away from Raxler. Um, <laughs> but be careful what you wish for, though. You wouldn't want anyone to bring small stations to the attention of whoever's in charge of the Thargood attacks, would you? That would mean there was a brain behind the attacks and not just some devilish alien algorithm. Perish the thought. Anyway, I thought we wanted them to discover Ratzler. Don't suppose you know where it is, do you? Well, whatever gave you that idea. And don't push your luck. Anyway, back to your question. So, if they can't see small platforms, then an orbital? Yes. Could be humanity's best hope for survival. Yeah. Why do you say that? Well, if it all goes wrong, we could all just head there and wait for it to blow over. All of us? There's a lot of people in really one small orbital. Well, the important ones. I haven't lost my line at all. <laughs> he said. None of that rabble from Lavecon. <laughs> not, I'm not sure you've thought this out properly. It's really a long way away, and the trip's, well, quite boring. Yeah, but there's always something to do. I mean, we could always listen to past episodes of Dockers. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Sir, did you say we were actually talking to the Fargo? And on that controversial note, we'll end it there. After the very short break, join us once again, if you really must, for this year's exciting episode of LaveCon Does Dockers. Now live and uncensored. Oh, yeah, that is definitely. It's coming up next uh, quite soon. Uh, we are going to wind up uh, there. Thank you to absolutely everyone that was involved. Now, we have a tradition on the radio show that if you are um, coming in and you're providing some skills, time, effort, whatever, we would like to reward you with a radio mug if you do not have, already have one. I don't. Excellent. And um, that goes you. for um, Paige, um, everyone involved. Uh, does the Don have a... Does Don... <laughs> I agree with that man. <laughs> I, I didn't say he would give He would get the jigsaw one that we have. Yeah. <laughs> the jigsaw mug. Yeah. So I don't have any of the mugs with me, but I will send them on down to you if you haven't got one. So as a thank you for uh, being part of that. Tons. Paul as well, if he's still here or if he's run. <laughs> I don't know, but you're welcome. You're entitled. Yeah, I'm not sure. Did you get one at ECM? We've, we've got one. But can, you, can we have another? Well we'll, well, we'll we'll talk about it off. We don't want people knowing that they can have more than one. Yeah, of course. I don't, I don't have any. No, no, not at all. You, you done an Ed, stacked them up in a pyramid, then knocked them over so they smash. It was a favourite pastime of ours, yeah. <laughs> 
So thank you very much for everyone for listening to us uh, and Hutton News. Thank you to Pete for his uh, Galnet Digest. Thank you. Flossie for keeping us in, informed. Uh, Atrus 5060 for his report. Our Hackswing reports, our top trucker. Oh my God. Um, well, we have uh, the loose snockers and uh, all the other snockers too. Um, yeah, and of course to Harry, Harry Balzac, Mike Snowswell for getting the scripts for us for tonight. But I think it's a good time just to, to bid everyone uh, goodbye. Thank you very much. And stick around for what can only be described as reg regrettable. <laughs> Dockers Live coming up next. Stick around there. Thank you very much, everybody. And for the Thank mug. You.